1: Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm not Gen X, but listening and watching Gen X Grown Up makes me feel like I am. If you want the same experience I've had, consider becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon.
2: Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up.
1: Your dinner came just french fries. Basically, life sucks as a
2: grown-up Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Listeners to this episode 143, of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, of course, as always, my friends, colleagues, co-hosts, and partners in crime. George is here.
1: Hey, everybody!
2: I threw him for a loop, and of course, wouldn't be a show without Mo, hey, man.
1: After all that, that's what I get. Jeez, okay. Hey, it, it, it all
2: applied to both of you. Look, I try to be creative, and I, it always back backfires. Damn it! <laughs> Don't get creative. Just do right Just, one job, dude. Just yeah, we're one too job. old for change. Too old for change. In this episode, we check back in with the unorthodox head coach of AFC Richmond and Apple TV Plus. Hit comedy, test drive some cool new tech to upgrade your home network, and play an updated Atari classic that will once again have you on the search for the golden chalice. (laughs) You might already know what that is. If you don't, you're gonna be pleasantly surprised. Before we get to those topics, and many, many more though, it's time to check in on our fourth listener. Now we know there's the three of us. We're gonna listen. If anybody else does and they take the time to write in, that's the fourth listener. And this time around, long time. Just don't shake your head at me like you're not gonna listen. We've established (laughs) you're gonna listen. Uh, the fourth listener this time around, a long-time listener and the supporter is Kunmong, who uh, oh, yeah. wrote us via Discord. Uh, subject of uh, his message was, Greatest American Hero, in Ooh, reference okay. to our backtrack a few backtracks back. yeah, yeah, quite. Wild, and here's man. what Kunmong had to say, I never watched this back in the day, but thanks to you three, I have located <laughs> it on my streaming surface and started watching it. Oh, cool. Yeah, all right. Good. We're a good influence on you. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that dubious claim? You don't think so? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, w- like I said, we'll see.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see. Kumon goes on to say, okay, I did watch part of the first episode a few months ago, but I was like, interesting, but nah. But <laughs> after listening to the backtrack, I went back to rewatch it slash finish watching it and now several more episodes in. I did do hope he gets comfortable flying soon as his floundering around while hilarious is starting to get stale.
1: Yeah. Should we break it to him or
2: <laughs> No, no, no. He never gets good at it, but I feel like <laughs> midway through the first yeah. season, like they stopped focusing on it. He's just kind of like yeah. unstable mostly, right? He's not like flailing around anymore. Yeah, yeah, like he was at the beginning. He never gets great at it. So bad news there if that's what you he doesn't become mm. Superman. Like he's not great. So he goes on to say, with all the new abilities you mentioned, they're constantly throwing in there, there's plenty of room to focus on the hilarity of these instead. And uh I mean like you said Mo break it to you now it's it never goes away he's always (laughs) gonna be bad at flying but they do poke fun with other things I'm glad that you went back and gave it a second chance yeah Yeah, after I watched more of it for the backtrack I ended up like it's in my rotation it's in my recently watched stuff and I'm like I'll watch an episode of that why not so it's uh, it's good 80s mindless fun thank you for writing in Kunmong we appreciate that you did fact is we love it every time one of the fourth listeners takes time to write in if you would like your email featured here on the show it is so easy you have to do is head to your email client. Drop us a line at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one. And most of them, like Kuhn Mung's, will eventually make the show. All right. With that good business in the rear view mirror, it's time to jump into the body of this episode right after this. Stick around. You've got questions. We've got answers.
1: Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts and it is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know.
0: It's my turn to see
1: what I can see. I hope you'll understand this time's just for me. Oil of Olay has a lot to do with how I feel about myself. Makes my skin look so vibrant, sheer and greaseless oil of Olay replenishes to give me a younger look. Oil of Olay. It can help keep you looking younger, too. I love oil of Olay. And when I look this good, look out.
2: It is time to get rolling. Talking about media we have been checking out. Now, of course, we could be talking about film or movies or comics or music or whatever it is. And Mo, I'm going to start with you. You had something that you were looking forward to the last time we spoke that you have checked out. Oh, yeah.
0: It's Hulu series History of the World Part 2. Have you guys Mm. caught any of this
2: yet?
0: I have not, but what I have been very interested in is the Discord conversations over at (laughs) com slash Discord about this (laughs) series. (laughs) Because there are some wildly differing and very boisterous opinions about this series so Mm. far. Yeah. I caught
2: the
1: first two episodes. I haven't watched the rest of it. I want to. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I haven't watched all of it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. Um, there's six episodes, I believe, total. I've watched four of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty, I'm over halfway. Okay. All right. And I really enjoy it. It's Mel Brooks. Absolutely. It's updated Mel Brooks, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The jokes are current. The references are current. You know, he's making fun of current things, you know. It's got everybody. There must have been a cattle call, like, "Hey, who wants to be in this show?" And then every celebrity <laughs> or everyone in the world says, "Me!" You know, put their hands up, and he just had kind of picked and chose who he wanted. A lot of people are in for like one or two episodes, you know, and that's it. Some are in for the whole thing. I mean, I'm really, really enjoying it. It is pure. Mel Brooks type humor though for sure it is a part two of the original movie as far as I could tell mm-hmm. the thing I noticed about it it reminded me a lot of like the the uh, the Zazz team
2: the Zucker Abram Zucker that did like airplane and stuff uh, naked mm-hmm. gun things like that it's the kind of humor that it's like a machine gun right they're just jokes are coming to you like bullets and if the first 10 miss it's okay there'll be an 11th or 12th that hit eventually you're going to end up laughing because they just it's non stop they yeah. keep piling on the jokes they don't they don't slow roll it it just keeps coming fast and furious which i like in my humor because that way they don't have to be bangers just have to catch the one that tickles your funny bone you know (laughs) absolutely
0: the thing that gets me like i said i haven't seen it yet but Mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm. in discord keep talking about how they or at least not all the people but some of the people are saying Mm -hmm. they don't feel like this is a mel brooks comedy because they feel like it was written by a group of writers who were trying to approximate mel brooks comedies And I'm kind of wondering if that's true. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not a, I don't hate Mel Brooks, but I'm not a super Mel Brooks fan. Like I enjoyed Mm -hmm. Robin Hood men in tights. That was fun. I truthfully never watched all of history of the world. Part one, never Mm -hmm. did finish it. Never finished blazing saddles. (gasps) Really. Um, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, shut up, Goonies! I don't want to hear shit. This could be a Goonies caliber offense. <laughs> yeah. I will say,
2: I will do it then. <gasps> thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah, Mo has the moral high ground to yeah, gasp. People. <laughs> but I'm just wondering, like. Mo, I mean, you watch this. Do you think they're wrong? Do they think they're right? Yeah.
1: Why do you think they're wrong or right? I, I don't agree with them because I think it is a team of writers for sure. But Mel Brooks was over the show. Mm-hmm. And okay. I actually heard an interview with the other co-creator, and his whole thing was like he says, you know, how was like working with Mel Brooks? He says. It was amazing because there's nothing when you do a joke and Mel Brooks laughs that feels amazing. He says, but then the next <laughs> joke he tells you that it sucks, it's horrible. You know, so right. <laughs> he, he was he was involved in it. So to me, I mean, it does feel like a Mel Brooks one to me. I, the jokes, the references, mm-hmm. it, it, okay, I, that's right here.
2: Anyway. It did me to me too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the opinion that a few people had in the Discord server that it was people trying to approximate Mel Brooks writing doesn't ring true to you. I'm not me. Like I said, I'm not an expert, so I couldn't yeah, tell the difference. I mean, to honest. me. You but, know, it's space balls of space balls. I wouldn't yeah. know, you know, how to tell the difference. I, I, I think it is different. Yeah. It, it just feels a little evolved, right? Yeah. So, which
2: I agree He's not stuck in 1987, right? He's still evolving <laughs> and writing differently. So,
0: you just screwed up. You had a great segue to the next topic. Oh, oh did oh I? Oh, my God.
1: Oh, I messed up. You said evolved. evolved. <laughs> evolved. evolved. <laughs> it. One thing, though, it's one thing is that it's definitely more a little more. I guess the jokes a little more sophisticated, maybe like here's an example, like Rasputin. Right. And, you know, the, okay. the thing is that Rasputin, they tried to kill him like eight times and failed. Like he survived like poisoning mm-hmm. and being. And so well, yeah. they have Jack Astor's Butin or something like that, where it's Jack Hess and had Johnny Knoxville oh, like playing Putin, <laughs> and basically it's uh, all the attempts in his life, and like he's like he hey, trying to kill hey, him. Hey, they're going to you know poison me and throw me in a river, you know, and you know things like that. <laughs> which you know it, it's a couple levels on that joke. You know? mm-hmm. but right. I said I'm really, really, super enjoying it, and I'm like got two more episodes. Okay. I'm sorry that that's all there is, but in a way I think that's kind of good because you know they're not going to keep going and mess it well, up. Well, how
0: many episodes did you have
1: total? Hmm? Six, I think. How many episodes? Six. I think it's only six. Yeah.
0: And how many, how long are each episode? Half hour. Yeah. Okay. So that's three hours. That's double
1: the length of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, but, you know, I'm just enjoying it. And, you know, I understand it's a finite thing. Right. When it's over, mm-hmm. it's probably done. At that's that right. point, yeah, you know, Mel Brooks yeah. is ain't getting younger, that's for sure. No, so. he's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll finish watching it. It was funny what I saw, I enjoyed. Yeah, okay. so that's what I got. So, how about you, John?
2: Yeah, I also had something that I was looking forward to, and uh, I was wrong. And that you had a great not have been, segue for, should not have been. I had a great segue for it, but that's right. Now, <laughs> yeah, correct totally that. It. Uh, all I have now is just start talking about it. I'm talking about the, the film '65 starring oh, no. Adam Driver. You didn't like mm. it? No. No, oh my god. no, no, I did not like it. Did you see it? Have you seen no, it? No, no, no. I haven't no? seen it yet. I okay. wanted to. Now yeah, I'm not sure anymore. No, no. Don't bother. No. Really? That bad? Yeah. Oh my god. Here's the thing with 65. Okay. Here's the thing with 65. I didn't think you could screw up, right? You had spaceships, you had mm-hmm. Adam Driver, who I mm-hmm. love his acting, you had dinosaurs, you had yeah. laser blasters and spaceships and amazing. Can you, you, know? fa- you can't
1: fail, right?
2: well they found a way it, <laughs> yeah this was a waste of a film remember we talked about cocaine bear last time we yeah. talked about how that movie was exactly what they said it was going to be but the problem is they gave you nothing more
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
2: that happened again here like everything you saw in the trailer they promised spaceships dinosaurs Adam driver blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. yeah all that they checked off the list and went whoa 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 don't anybody do anything creative this is all we're gonna deliver oh, and that's man. literally
0: all you got there was no depth to it so I would argue that they they didn't put one thing in the movie that they teased heavily in the trailer this is not a goddamn time travel movie
2: well they implied that it was a time travel movie okay. but they didn't say oh, right shit.
0: They led us on 65 million years in the past. They never gave us any inkling that he wasn't human. He's a Mm -hmm. species that evolved like in a Star Wars universe. It looks exactly like humans, but he's not human. 65 million years before and Earth is some uncharted space. And they didn't know about the asteroid belt, which obviously is the asteroid belt in our solar system. And there's all this shit going on. They get hit by an okay, asteroid look. in
1: the asteroid belt seriously.
0: No, no, no. Was <laughs> the asteroid oh, no, hell? they didn't know the asteroid belt
2: existed. No, no, it wasn't the asteroid belt at all. It was, they got, their ship got hit by the asteroid that took out the dinosaurs.
0: No. Yeah. Their ship got hit by one of the pieces (laughs) off of that asteroid, but it came, they went through that asteroid belt because it wasn't on their charts. It was an uncharted asteroid belt. yeah. Remember? But the asteroid eventually, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Regardless, we're arguing over a piece of shit movie. (laughs) Right, we don't care. (laughs) I I don't
2: need to win. I'm
0: okay with being wrong. (laughs) I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know how you talk about something being a waste of a certain, you know, finite resource. Digital space is not a finite resource. This was a waste of digital space that they used to film this movie. Wow. They really screwed the pooch on having a great premise of a storyline that Mm -hmm. would entertain people. They had an unbelievably awesome, talented lead actor Mm -hmm. in the role. They had a very small cast, which is wonderful to do some great stuff. with Mm -hmm. and in every chance that they got okay let's give some feels to adam driver oh jump scare okay
1: yeah
0: just okay i gotta reset now oh let's give some feels to the little girl and adam driver's relationship jump scare okay now i gotta reset it was it was the worst timing for everything that happened in the movie that i've seen was weird in a movie that could have and should have been Big, blockbuster worthy. How would yeah. the critics
1: feel about it? Do you, did you I don't care. I <laughs> didn't <About laughs> even look. Wow. I
0: didn't even look. Well,
2: normally yeah. I would look at and go, was I wrong? Did I miss it? Was this a yeah, lighthouse yeah, yeah. situation where I just didn't get it? But this was an action Sci-fi action Ooh. movie, and yeah. yes, it was literally it was science fiction. There was some action. I will say that the digital effects of the dinosaurs pretty doggone good, solid. You know, yeah, which was kind of like my compliments for Cocaine Bear were that the bear looked good. That was like all <laughs> the they had to say about it. Yeah, but it wasn't groundbreaking. No, no, no. There wasn't a story that pulled me through it. That I'm like, and if you see a little movie like this, that's just a standalone. And you're like, what a universe! I hope they do more in this. I'm like, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Yeah, just okay. It's a, it's an incidental story about a couple people you don't care about. And I didn't care if they died, quite honestly. And Mm -mm. I mean,
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just looked it up. So it got 35%. Generous. That was generous. (laughs) 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 All right, then. I know what I'm waiting for streaming
2: for. (laughs) In in summary, it's not an aggressively bad movie. Like, there's not bad effects and bad acting. Just all of the pieces that were any good at all were strung together in such a haphazard way as to not feel Mm -hmm. like a movie you enjoy watching. It was just little nuggets of like, oh, that's a cute little scene. That was a cute little scene. But as a movie, it fell flat.
0: You know what it felt like to me? It felt like Mm. a movie that obviously should have been much better. But somehow, Chat GPT and corporate. you <laughs> movie structure people got together and created this film by throwing little post-it notes at a dartboard okay jump scare scene okay emotional mm-hmm. scene okay uh he's got a serious wound scene and it, there was no heart in it that's yeah. the part that really bothered me and there should have been heart in this storyline
2: yeah yeah could have been any actor you wasted adam driver here could have been anybody because yeah. you would need his range yeah eh, yeah yeah oh okay. well i've spent enough time talking about this waste of time so <laughs> yeah george how about you what have you been checking out
0: Uh you know very Recently, Ted Lasso season three came back to Apple Plus. Now, this is one of those series that my wife, as soon as the season is over, says, When's the next season coming Mm -hmm, out? She mm -hmm. does that with a couple of series. This is one of them. And she has been doing that all year long since the end of season two. Oh my god, it's been how long now? like eight months, I think nine months, something like that. (laughs) They only release like eight or 10 episodes and they're full of emotion. They do like, like four different storylines throughout a season. They're apparently setting that up in this season as well. What I really like is that they are, again, using real-world scenarios, so it appears that the big, bad team that they're going to have to deal mm-hmm. with this season is West mm-hmm. Ham United. Uh They are okay. using West Ham Stadium, which is really awesome in some <laughs> of their scenes, and they also have it broke down on a personal level. So the owner of AFC Richmond, it's her ex-husband that right. now owns West Ham United. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, that... In America, we go, oh, that's too quick. He could never buy In soccer, that shit happens Mm -hmm. all the time. If you have the money, get Bought and sold left, right, and center. Yeah. The coach that was an assistant coach on AFC Richmond that turned out to be a bad guy, he's now the head coach of West Ham United, and there's a lot of digs back and forth. (laughs) The first episode, which I just watched, has exactly what Ted Lasso is great at. And I mean the character, not just the series. Mm Mm-hmm. There are some moments in the first episode where the assistant coach who used to coach for AFC Richmond, now the West Ham United, he's Mm -hmm. trying to act like a tough guy in front of the press Mm -hmm. and he's making fun of AFC Richmond and calling them shitty and all this, that and the other. And so what do they do? They give a press conference to Ted Lasso and he's just like, you know, that was funny, but he really missed out on some good jokes. I mean, there was nothing about the stupid American coach or, (laughs) you know, all like he's self deprecating, just taking the wind out of his sails, like such a degree that everybody turns their opinion away. Away from the West Ham United people and on to the Ted Lasso people. And mm-hmm. it's just really fun. First episode was forty five minutes or so. I could have seen another fifteen and it would have been oh, awesome. Really?
2: yeah you know i I never watched ted lasso i heard people talking about it and just maybe within the last a few weeks or so i started watching the first season Mm -hmm. and like i heard everybody said oh he's this you know he's this kind of all shucks guy from america and he was a college coach and they brought him over there and he disarmed everybody but i was unprepared for just how like jason sudeikis in this you know he's bringing like he's he's bringing little like cookies to the Mm -hmm. the owner every day yeah he wins over everybody and it's like you you want to root him on and That's what happened with everybody else. I, there was a turn where he finally won a game, but everybody started calling him Wanker. So they're like, good job, Wanker. Like, it's just a yeah. you know, term of endearment. It is such a cute little show. And I, I'm i sorry I missed out on it. I'm going to catch up because yeah, yeah, for sure. now
1: it, it keeps going. It's so. a fun yeah. little
0: series. You'll be happy to know that the cookie joke plays all the way through to the
1: season. Oh, good. How oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really That's always so like, though, that you say about disarming, like that one reporter, like the really tough reporter. Yeah, And he sends him like, like, over. You know, it sounds oh, like wow. he follows him around for a day yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's great stuff so
2: all right. well, I have a third season coming is it renewed for another do you know or is this going to wrap it up no idea? i think this is i think this they is they haven't it.
0: said i don't know if it's going to be it or not because oh, really? okay. this is apple tv no and so think about it where this thing started from we talked about it a long time ago when it first came on this mm-hmm. started from a commercial yeah that's where this character was born yeah. in a commercial during the world cup not four years ago now but eight years ago now <laughs> and Because soccer is moving so strongly now, both in America and all over Mm. the world, and all Mm -hmm. the things are changing. UEFA just had a big dust up about they were they were going to do this whole big Super League thing, and then that got pulled back because fans went nuts about it and stuff. I think there's a there's an appetite still for Ted Lasso. I can see a season four very easily. Just don't let him win the Premier League this year. That's all.
1: Right, like leave something out there for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, I just checked the season two. It ended October twenty one.
0: Yeah, so that's how yeah, long
1: it drags. So. It drags. Yeah, yeah. Been The
2: thing that finally sold me, I was walking through Walmart and I saw there was a Ted Lasso board game, and I'm like, there must be something to this. So there's a board game, so that's <laughs> I started watching it. I <laughs> yep. wasn't disappointed.
1: You know, a lot can happen in seven
2: minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of Seven Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style and together we're going to try to make sense of the world all through the art of storytelling and all in approximately seven minutes you're listening to gen x grown-up but if you have a friend who's not yet listening why not tell them about us they'll thank you later
0: Enter the world of the potentially rich and famous. Play the Burger King $14 million winning taste game. Win $1,000 a month for the rest of your life or any of 19 million fabulous food and cash prizes. Glitter, glamour, a flame broil whopper, a flaky croissant a Pepsi, or $1,000 a month for the rest of your life. And the odds of winning a prize are a fantastic one in seven. Play the winning taste game now at Burger King.
1: For this Tekken Toys, John, let's kick it mm. off with you because mine is pretty boring. Yeah, that's uh that's a <laughs> terrible plan that you have there to start with me. <laughs> oh, really? <Nope. laughs>
2: Well, you know, since I'm now unemployed and I'm working so hard to make Gen X growing Mm -hmm. up a regular thriving thing, my discretionary income fund is diminished greatly, which means I don't just buy tech and toys willy nilly like I used to. You know, it's thankfully we're growing through the, the, you know, Mm -hmm. the the generosity of our people on Patreon and things like that. But. Uh, it hasn't been enough for me to just go, yeah, just like screw it money. Just go, whatever. I'll buy it. I'm really kind of counting pennies right now. So I kind of looked around. Sometimes you have to buy something. Like maybe I need a new bidet or some stupid thing. But I had no <laughs> like, <everybody> necessary. <laughs> I do now. It's got to be in my house. but. I just really didn't have a new tech or toy that I got around to since the last time we spoke. So
0: okay, I guess enough. I'm going
2: to have to lean back on George and mow with his boring one, I expect. Yeah, okay.
1: Well, <laughs> so, George, I'm sure it's an exciting. The whole segment,
0: so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, first, I guess, you know, everybody who's listening or watching this segment, make sure you head over to Patreon and give John yeah, some money because he can't afford the next bidet that he needs.
2: That's right. Patreon.com slash
0: GenX Runup <laughs> or GenX.com slash Patreon, whichever. All of them. All, all of the, all of all of the, the Twitters. Twitters. Yep. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no, I I did receive something. It wasn't something hmm. I purchased for myself. It was a birthday gift because nice. I just turned 52 years old here at the beginning of March. That's right. And happy birthday the again. The gift that I received was a Lego gift. Oh, it's nice to see. have. Yeah. So I got Lego set 75341. And I'll give everybody oh, a moment to throw that in Google. <laughs> This is the Ultimate Collector Series Star Wars Luke Skywalker Land
1: Speeder. Ooh. Somebody loves you, man.
0: Yeah, my whole family (laughs) chipped in. All of them put in a little I still don't know how much this thing cost because I've purposefully kept myself from seeing the price. Even when I got the link Mm -hmm. that Mo can throw in the show notes, I like covered up the screen with my hands so I wouldn't see the price. Yeah, they love you. (laughs) I I haven't put this (laughs) I haven't put this thing together yet. It Mm. just looks beautiful inside the box. It reminds me of the feeling I had when I got the Atari twenty. 600 box in. Mm. Mm -hmm. It is gorgeous. The box is huge and substantial and has a lot of weight to it and the images on the back of the box not just of the Lego build but they also put images of the Land Speeder from the film for your comparison and they talk about how big it is and everything on there. I think it's like six and a half inches long or something like that so it's not a small Mm -hmm. model by any stretch of the imagination. It's got like 1700 parts maybe I think. 1700 wow. Yeah it's, it's really
2: really nice. The thing that continually impresses me about Lego especially like in the last 10 years Lego is how the model builders are getting so, so good at making Mm -hmm. non-LEGO shapes and curves and angles. And it used to be bought a Lego set. And I kind of felt like, oh, I'm going to build the thing on the box because anybody could do that. Well, now the thing on the box, no one but an expert builder could ever possibly figure out how to make Legos do that. So part of the fun is like, like I remember with the Atari, like you said, like how are they going to replicate these curves? And I'll be damned if they didn't. Mm-hmm. And the land speed is as you're just a big together. curve yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Even
0: yeah. as you're putting it together you're like is this what that's going to be like you're not really <laughs> sure all the time yeah. the parts that I love the most about it are the interior mechanisms of these oh, yeah. builds yeah. especially like on the 2600 John you mentioned the, mm-hmm. all the way the gears and the slidey parts and everything and I'm like well now that I see it it's simple but um, like you yeah. said the people who had to figure it out and test it mm-hmm. and all that and I watch yeah. several YouTube channels now and stuff on Facebook where these different Instagram influencer Lego people are like doing these little builds and stuff, making these things. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. I love how they prototype and they do different things. Now, this is not the only Lego gift that I got for my birthday in the next mm-hmm. podcast. When we're getting back to it, I'll talk about the other mm-hmm. one. Because okay. for my birthday, we also went to Orlando. We went to Disney Springs. Uh, There's a giant uh, Lego store in Disney oh, Springs. Oh, and my right. wife said, hey, while you're here and we're in the Lego store, why don't you just get another one just to have it? <laughs> and I picked up another <laughs> oh. cool Star Wars related Lego set.
2: Oh, nice. So,
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm very happy. I just need to clean out the studio. As you guys who are watching this can tell, I'm not in the studio right now because it's full of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Once I get the studio cleaned up a little bit more so I can have some build space. Once I build it, though, the biggest problem with Lego, John, is what? Is you need a place it. to put that finished
2: model when you're done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Where are you going to put these things? you mm-hmm. got to have like crazy <laughs> shelf space for years to be able to put all this stuff. I know. Yeah.
1: yeah. First world problem. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a first world problem. I'm looking at the thing on amazon and we'll definitely put a link in the show notes but oh and also i like the details they add to it like i'm looking at this one it comes mm-hmm. on a stand with a display yeah, packer that talks about like you know it's you know 3.4 meters long i mean this dimensions yet, right yeah so that
0: display packard has become kind of a new thing like that iron yeah. man that i talked about a few episodes mm-hmm. ago that has one yeah. of those as well it looks like the higher end more expensive models, more of them are having those display pack yeah.
1: placards now. It's almost like a museum piece now, you know. Like you just want right, to- <laughs> right.
0: So if you find a place to display it, it'll look good being displayed. It's not yeah, just right. randomly sitting on a exactly. shelf. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Now the great That's thing cool. is when I was typing in the Lego seven five three four one mm-hmm. into Amazon to get you the link, Mo, you know the little autofill thing says yeah. light kit. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> So I looked, and there are two or three custom light kits out there with LED stuff and battery oh, yeah. packs that you can add to this. I saw this. somebody
2: do that for the the Thanos gauntlet. Right. And you need to light up all the gems on it. Those are some neat kits. Sometimes they're expensive, but man, if you like the model, it's a nice addition. Yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, and I don't know if this the light kits that I looked at are prohibitively expensive compared to the price, because like I said, I don't want to know the price of this thing, but they were like $35 mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. It feels a little pricey to me, like $20 would have been an instant buy. But still, yeah. it's out there. So, yeah. Mo, is there any way in hell you can follow the Lego <laughs> Luke Skywalker
1: speeder? Not really. Um, so, <laughs> give it a so shot. Like said, mine is boring, but necessity. Okay. okay. So, we all have home computers and home he networks. He bought up a bidet also. Got it. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, I get that foot massager thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other day, you know, sitting there, all of a sudden, like just nothing worked on my network. Like, I, my my Wi-Fi worked, but nothing else. Oh. And so it turns out that my switch went bad. That, you know, an eight-port oh. gigabit switch. Oh yeah, yeah. So my thing, I got this year. I got a Netgear eight-port gigabit managed switch. You know, it's just a pretty basic thing. I mean, you can find them pretty mm-hmm. much anywhere, um, and they're not even terribly expensive. But the reason I want to talk about it is I'm trying to figure out why and how something with no moving parts at all could go bad. <laughs> just goes like down. yeah, it, easy. It, it just died. Like it just stopped working. And I, I mean,
0: you haven't taken it apart. I'm assuming. No, but, no, I, no, I mean, you would think the first thing that could go wrong, assuming you didn't spill anything on it no, or it no, didn't it, get no, it with dust
1: in months and months, would be
0: heat. I mean, these unmanaged switches are notorious for when really. A heat sink is out of place, or Mm. if a soldering joint is bad, or something like that. Over time, the heat that these things experience, because they don't have like big, conductive fans like your Mm -hmm. PC does. They just have passive fans, if anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, it just swells the joints and things pop and crack. And it's, you could probably go in and diagnose it with a mult voltmeter, yeah. and you could probably <laughs> solder and fix it if you really wanted to. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go to Amazon. <laughs> it's almost like when a printer goes bad. We had a
2: printer go bad the other day and it takes more time and effort to diagnose and fix a printer. Yeah. Like I only feel bad throwing away the printer cartridges because yeah, the printer is like $30. Yeah. And we went and bought another printer and it's a network printer. I can print from my phone now. It was like yeah. ridiculous.
0: And it was another 35 bucks. Now, ink, 70 bucks, but that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not worth fixing yeah, I, sometimes. There was a point in the 90s, John, when instead of buying ink, I was just buying a new printer every time. I did the same thing. Yeah, it
2: makes sense. Yeah, it made sense. It, was, it, was, it seemed know. cheaper. You know, I don't know if it was, it but did. it seemed cheaper. Yeah. It's that disposable technology thing like with, with mm-hmm. your switch, right? It's kind of like I could dig into it. I could open it up. I could get a yeah. voltmeter, I could dig. But what's your time worth? And ultimately, you know, you burn a Saturday diagnosing it. Would you rather just buy a new one? So
1: Especially for like a $30 thing. You know, it's, I know. it's yeah. not terribly expensive these days for unmanaged now, ones. So. I'll
0: tell you this, Mo, because you're you talked about you got this new netgear one right yeah. you replaced it with a netgear mm-hmm. i've had very bad luck with some of their unmanaged switches the small ones like really? this okay i've moved over to trendnet for TrendNet. quite a okay. while okay. now I'll take a look now the problem mm. is they only have 5 port switches usually but they're about $15 cheaper than the Netgear. Oh, so that's okay. something to consider out there. If you're looking for options, you can get a gigabit five port Trendnet. The Last one I bought, it was like 30 bucks or something like oh, that. Okay. And they're on sale all
1: the time. Okay, cool. I'll keep a lookout, man. Thanks.
2: All right. It wasn't that boring, but I mean, it wasn't as exciting nah. as, this, you know, land it's speeder, the Star Wars so.
1: Lego thing was way, yeah. <laughs> way it was better, better than mine.
2: <laughs> that's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is better than nothing. I'll take it. Each episode of
2: Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com.
1: Introducing the frying oil that's going to get people talking. New all natural Wesson. Just read the label. New Wesson's 100% natural. Ever read Crisco's label? They put additives in their oil, but not new all natural Wesson.
2: With Wesson, I don't get additives. I don't get anything but great
1: tasting fried food. For me... And for them. New all-natural Wesson is 100% natural. The other leading vegetable oil isn't. It's time to change your oil to new all-natural Wesson. We're Beatrice.
0: This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listeners around the world. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, time to talk about games. And before we get Mm. into the games that we're playing, I'm going to mention something, Mo. I appreciate you already posted in our Discord server Mm -hmm. a little while back. But today is the final day for the Steam Spring Sale, March 23rd. Mm. It ends at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Our podcast comes out at, like, what, John, 6 a.m. Eastern Time? 5 a.m. Eastern. 5 a.m. So we've given you seven hours there, or eight hours, or some some amount of hours. (laughs)
2: <laughs> before it's really a it's a courtesy that there's just that few hours to spend a whole bunch of money so you'd have to hurry we are yeah, sure yeah we're going to we get so much trouble your wallet right? your relationships <laughs> so and trouble.
0: everything <laughs> right but uh, there's some good stuff out there several of the things on my wish list are on sale oh, right always. now i'm trying to abstain from buying because <laughs> mm-hmm. i recently bought another humble bundle oh mm. yes Now, I mentioned it a while back on one of our episodes. You guys remember Turkey and Syria had those back-to-back earthquakes, horrible, Mm -hmm, terrible mm -hmm, loss of mm -hmm. life, billions of dollars of damage and everything. Well, at that time, Humble Bundle got the communities together like they do in times of crisis, and they created the Turkey-Syria Earthquake Relief Bundle.
2: Mm. Okay.
0: At the time, this bundle Mm was $30. I bought it sight unseen because I was trying to help. And we know Humble Bundle does a great job of picking the right charities and sending the money out. That mm-hmm. one that they did for the Ukraine, I went and read some articles after the fact. I think it was 91 cents out of every dollar spent on that bundle went to relief. That's yeah, phenomenal. Wow, that's great. Yeah, crazy. So I'm like, yes, let's help the people. Yeah, absolutely. most of the things on the bundle, I probably already have a license for. But you know what? That's OK. I'll give the license yeah. to my kid or my wife or exactly. a friend or something like that. Here are the stats, though, because I'm going to play one game from this bundle for the next however many weeks. I think I figured out there are 68 games in mm. this bundle. That's a huge so, bundle. It's, it's a
1: massive bundle. That's
0: like, if I go through the whole list, I guess that's a couple of years worth based on the fact that we do an episode every two weeks. Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. We have to go a uh, two for three for every now and again. Right. <laughs> So $30 for the bundle, 68 games, but there are 130 items total in this bundle. Now, the way I got to that is there's 68 games. There mm-hmm. are two books for um one of the like uh, RPG games that is mm-hmm. out there. I can't remember which one it is. But then at the very end of it, there are the first 10 volumes of the Saga comic book series. mm mm-hmm yeah i get I get like I'm getting crickets from my co' yeah, no know what, yeah I don't mean. know what that is the saga, so yeah, it's an important comic book series. it's actually another image series, the same people who did Walking Dead, and it is consistently outsold the Walking Dead comic books for years really okay yes wow. Now, each one of these volumes has six comic books in it, so that's 60 comic books you get on top of the video games and Mm -hmm. those RPG books. So that's 130 (laughs) It works out to $0.23 for every item.
2: (laughs) And even if you weren't counting those bundles as individual comics, it's still only like $0.40 per something, right? right. It's
1: still amazing. Exactly.
0: All right, well, the first game up was the first game in the list, and it's what they led with with the bundle. It's called Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. This game is a AAA game from Warner Brothers Gaming, which I didn't realize had a gaming system, but (laughs) I looked at some of the trailers and read some reviews before I started playing it. I guess people were hoping that it would be the next um, Arkham Batman game. Right. And... Some people at the time when it first came out, I guess, didn't like it very much. I have now played about an hour and a half of it. I love (laughs) this game. This is so much fun. Maybe when it first came out, it had some bugs or glitches. Maybe that's what made people disappointed in it. So far, it's been a wonderful game for me. I will say, (laughs) just to prepare you, if you do have this game and haven't played it or you decide to buy it, be prepared for a ten-minute intro cinematic sequence. Okay, I've never yeah, seen that in a game before. I've never <laughs> seen where you literally press the start button and sit back and the wait movie. for ten minutes <laughs> to watch this great battle scene between Batman and Raj was Al Ghul. an Epic battle, yeah. it is epic. So, I mean, you're speaking very highly of it, but I still don't know <laughs> what
2: kind of game it is. They thought it might be like <laughs> Arkham Knight, is a big open-world adventure or a fighting game. What is it?
0: It is exactly like Arkham Knight, in yes. my opinion. Okay, All yeah, right. same same mechanic. Yeah, hmm. it feels very similar. It's uh, story-driven, characters bouncing around. The neat thing is you get to control one of four characters, which is really fun, and you okay. apparently get to switch back and forth, I guess. You get to co-op play with other people, and they can jump in as those characters, so a little bit of the Left 4 Dead kind of vibe. Uh, they okay. can even jump in in the middle of a game while you're playing online. It has online missions. It has you know the story-driven mode. Um, the characters that you get to play, you get to play, uh, both as Dick Grayson, who in this game is Nightwing. Mm-hmm. You get okay. to play Tim Drake, who is Robin, the young version of Robin. Okay. You get to play as Red Hood, uh, Jason, I can never remember that guy's last Todd. name, but Jason Todd. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Jason Todd, <laughs> who was Robin for a while until he got killed and came back as an evil guy anyway. And you can also play as <laughs> yeah. Commissioner he Gordon's He got killed daughter, and came back as an evil guy. Like,
2: okay. It's, yeah. he it's comic it. It makes books, sense. man. It's <laughs> okay. like soap
0: operas. <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> so you get to play as any one of the four characters alfred pennyworth is also a big mm-hmm. part of the game uh, mm. you're not in the Batcave, which is nice you're in a different part of the city and so far i've played like a couple of the introductory missions and i've done some training the training segments are awesome and easy to follow and understand and they really prepare you for stuff. The database part, the knowledge part of the game is exhaustive. (laughs) I I stopped reading. It was so much. Wow!
1: I don't have a game for this segment because I was going to do exactly what you did. Uh, I bought the same bundle. (laughs) I I really bought it because of this game, honestly, because I was like, I mean, that's cheaper than the game. You know, what you pay for the whole bundle. That happens all the time. (laughs) And the cool thing, John, the premise of this is Batman's dead. That's how it starts. I was trying not to spoil the lead. It's, you watch the trailer, it tells you what it is. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have to tell John
0: or the rest of them that they could get surprised. <laughs> if you watched
1: anything about the game knows that, it's not a big I surprise. But they could out. have just watched us. They could have just bought the game on our recommendation. Oh. He's not really dead. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not dead. <laughs> yeah, he's not dead. Well, who knows? Uh, who know? Maybe he's not. Who knows, right? Oh, you know it's comic books. He ain't dead. Yeah, he's, he's coming out, right. back. He's not right. really dead. But that's why you're playing as the four characters, and they're basically trying to pick up where he left off, which <laughs> yeah. makes it kind of an interesting story.
0: Which is why you're not
2: in the Batcave, I guess, because you're not Batman. You're not doing that stuff. But yeah. you're-
1: Well,
0: that's part well, of how he dies is he self-destructs the Batcave in order to oh. kill himself and his enemy. That he's fighting. Yeah.
1: Wow. So yeah, it's it's cool. It's a big game though. It's a big game. It feels that way. There's a lot to do. A lot, lot to do. Um, and I I played it a little bit more. So I played like I tried each of the characters. And each one, like the mechanics are the same, but their like specialty moves are different. So that makes Mm -hmm. it fun. Makes sense. Yeah, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Is that you know, oh, I do this and you know, it you know, Red Hood pulls out two guns and like you know, does a barrage of bullets, you know, it's just cool stuff like that. So he said, it, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a lot like, of fun.
0: Whereas Nightwing will use his escrima sticks. Right, right. Exactly.
1: You know, and every character has their things
0: that they do better than the other. And they they do a great mm-hmm. job of yeah. of really separating out the characters and their abilities and giving them their personalities that they had from the comic books. One thing that's interesting to note is the game at retail price is (laughs) $59.99. So Mo and I got it for 23 cents, essentially. So we saved (laughs) $59.76 on this game. If you go right now to Steam, though, today, before mm-hmm. the sale that I mentioned earlier ends, mm-hmm. it's actually half price.
1: Oh, it's so a 29 or something like that?
0: I think it's like 28 or so. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. It's like 40% yeah. off or something like that. So, yeah.
2: So at 23 cents, do you think you'll get your Cory's out of this game?
0: <laughs> you watch the intro, you get your Cory's. <laughs> you watch the intro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the opening cinematic. Exactly. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I, like I said, I've played, I think uh, I looked at the little Steam counter, how long you played and i think it was mm-hmm. at 94 minutes before we started recording this podcast now mm. mo did you have a problem with the game crashing at all uh it happened once ah mm. okay Interesting. so it happened to me three times oh okay so maybe that's part of what Why people, people were like it, upset maybe. about because mm. i have a pretty solid beefy yeah. video yeah. card so, and you a decent cpu Uh, I wouldn't think it would be crashing, but I did reboot my computer. I had some Windows updates and some (laughs) video card updates. I did all of that stuff. When I went back to play it, I didn't get any crashes, but I am a little nervous because some of the crashes happened during the cinematic at the beginning. So you had to start the cinematic over, which really sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And some of them happened right as I started a certain part of gameplay. So be a little cautious of that. Updating your graphic card driver is a good
2: idea. Anytime you're going to jump into a brand new game because sometimes they put optimizations or fixes for things, but hopefully we'll take away from your enjoyment, though, of the game.
0: No, I don't think so, Uh, but good. That's a super new game, John. You've got a slightly older game based on the tease that you gave us earlier. You talked about a golden chalice.
2: I did. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Look, I I don't think anybody's surprised to know that I'm talking in general about Warren Robinette's Atari Twenty Six Hundred Masterpiece Adventure. Yeah. Now, there's nothing new about Adventure. I'm not here talking about Adventure per se, but recently, as a some of the things I've been talking about and reviewing on YouTube and you know diving into Atari's catalog, and one of the things that oppresses me more and more is what people in the homebrew community are doing in the 21st century on atari 2600 uh you know like we saw the that amazing galagon the galaga port Mm. now that's so much better i love
0: galagon yeah like
2: pac-man 4k pac-man 8k is so much better than the todd fry pac-man so many cool things
0: i love the todd fry pac-man though quit i I don't hate it everybody's always down on my todd is it arcade accurate and they're doing cool things come on I never liked it. <laughs> so
2: what I discovered was now this is a game that was initially released. Best I can find back in 2011, not not released by a company, released by a dude on the Atari <laughs> Age forums. Uh, his handle is Keith BK. Uh, I can't find his real name, but I'm crediting what I can find there. What he has done is a modernization slash sequel slash reimagining slash homage to Warren Robinett's original adventure called, no. creatively enough, Another Adventure is the name of this <laughs> game. not that bad name? I like that. Now, the thing is, I'm not tired of adventure. Even though I know the map and blindfolded, and I know where everything typically is and the places things spawn, I play that all the time. I fire up, I'll play Yars' Revenge, I'll play Missile Command, I'll play Adventure, like every time I play Atari. Mm-hmm. I want
0: you to go get the world record for blind solving adventure. Ooh. Well, I know a good people do that. blind gaming all the time. I'm going to tell you, I have a shot. <laughs> There's a
2: chance. <laughs>
0: if, if I played the
2: version where things are the same place, it's possible. Like I'm not saying it's oh, okay. impossible. Anyway. So we already love adventure. This There's nothing that he does with this game that breaks what you love about adventure. He just kind of reimagined everything. And the great thing is he, first he layered on some additional like updated graphics. Like instead of just being square walls, there's like a little bridge to walk over. There's a little swamp. Okay. It's super rough, you know, graphics so the very first game option is just playing the original adventure with his new graphics the dragons look less like ducks the the sword actually isn't an arrow it looks like a sword and it turns the way you're facing just little little enhancements to the game the more amazing part of it is when you get into there's five different variations of the game and as soon as you get to variation two it's an expanded map the kingdom is larger so there's new places to go there's new mazes that I don't know my way through blindfolded (gasps) Uh, yeah crazy right there's new castles and keys and stuff the bat looks a little bit different and then you as you progress through the biggest crazy thing that makes this a much more challenging game that i love is on a couple of game variations the bat can resurrect the dragons ooh right he <laughs> so- turns them into dragon vampires or zombies or something I don't know undead <laughs> dragons uh, undead dragons sure <laughs> used to be you kill the three dragons yeah, and then you just waltz around safe. and yeah. willy nilly you don't care right well now you got to keep track of where that sword is because oh. it's still it's still out there and I've, I've played a lot of homebrew things the the reason I brought this one up the reason I wanted to talk about it is what it did to me is. It transported me back to sitting cross-legged in front of the console TV, playing adventure. Because I'm mapping, I'm drawing mm. the map. I got to figure out these these puzzles. And but now I'm mapping. I'm mapping digital, right? I'm taking a screenshot. I'm shrinking the <laughs> screenshot. I'm adding it to an aggregate image. This is above this. Oh my God. And so I'm creating this color, full resolution map of the entire world. And it's it's like I'm playing adventure again, but just a little nice. bit better and a little bit newer and fresher. But
1: everything you loved about it, it's still there and more. Wow. So is this actually made to run on the 2600 or is it something they did a port like just an homage that runs on PC or something?
2: This was designed to run specifically on the Atari 2600 oh, wow. and for a
1: while they released a boxed cartridge with a manual.
2: Now those are out of print now. Ooh. Oh, wow. But you can go to the link mode that I'll give you. You mm-hmm. can download the ROM image and play it in Stella or put it on a Harmony cartridge and plug it into wow. a real Atari. However you want to play it. This wow. runs on real Atari. And I didn't mention that at the head, right? That it's, it, it isn't just like a PC rewrite. It's within mm-hmm. the constraints of the 2600s hardware Whew. but it's an expanded version
0: of the game that we love so nice. much I'm
2: having so much fun with it
0: that's the part that amazes me every time when you talk about these things like we, you mentioned Galagon mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. is that these people are building these games within the constraints of the original yeah. system right and doing easy. the things that they're doing now no. I get that the one thing that some of them are not constraining themselves to is the size of memory right. that the cartridge could hold yeah so I get that they can do that but But the fact that they're taking a system that was never designed to make circles (laughs) and only had a certain color palette Mm -hmm. and they're doing these incredible things. God bless that homebrew community. They are awesome. I love every single one of them.
2: Yep. Yeah, it's cool. So there's no reason not to play it. Just you could go grab it at the link, download it, grab your Stella emulator. However, Uh, and as I said earlier, the tech segment, I'm kind of broke. And so a free game was an amazing (laughs) choice for me. Uh, I highly recommend if you like the original adventure, you should seek this one out and at least give it a try.
0: Awesome. Oh, I feel bad for John. Maybe between my bundle and your bundle, we can figure out duplicates and we can just start donating to the John Relief Fund. (laughs) Give me some (laughs) cent
2: games
1: thank you I can afford that right yeah
2: in a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents
1: that have inspired us whoa 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 cut oh Uh, come on it wasn't that bad it's a bit dramatic let's just tell them about the show guys we are the canned air podcast join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture we also welcome some cool comic creators as well as some of the voice and
2: screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on CandairPodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon.
1: This is some people's idea of how to prepare a seafood dinner. Because while most everyone loves seafood, not everyone knows exactly what to do with it. Well, now there's a better way. Introducing Mrs. Paul's light seafood entrees. Seven tempting seafood entrees that are low in calories and microwavable. New Mrs. Paul's light seafood entrees. For people who love seafood, but don't love to cook it. Mrs. Paul's, it tastes good because it is good.
2: Before we get out of this episode, we always like to take a moment here toward the end to start talking about the things we're looking at now, we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get a chance to sit down and talk. And Mo, I'd like to start with you and find out what you have on the horizon. Oh, sure. Um, so one is
1: Ted Lasso. I've not watched it yet. So mm-hmm. looking forward oh, to getting back to that okay. series. Mm-hmm. John Wick Chapter 4 is coming out March 24th. Mm-hmm. Especially now we heard the horrible news about Lance Reddick passing mm-hmm. away suddenly. Yeah, we Authentic. just heard that. Yeah, it's, it's just... He was 60. I mean, he was in The Wire, just loved everything that guy did. Fringe. Um, Yep. yep. Fringe. But anyway, but we will get a chance to at least see him one more time in John Wick chapter four. I believe he's in that as well. So. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to that movie also because it's John Wick. But what I'm really looking forward to, and John, I think you're definitely going to want to see this show, is a new Mm -hmm. Apple TV show called Big Door Prize. And it's coming out Hmm. March 29th. I don't know. Please tell me this is a Price is Right documentary. Nope. Damn it. Is it a puppet show? (laughs) (laughs) So the reason why I think you're going to want to see it is one. Okay. One of the writers is from Shits Creek. Okay. So mm-hmm. okay. that's good. It's start. Starring Chris
2: O'Dowd. Oh, from IT mm. Crowd. From and, IT Crowd. And and uh, what was the big thing he did? The, I guess Shorty. Oh, he did he the did series. The shorty get Shorty Get well. Yeah. He you know? Shorty,
1: yeah. Yeah. And the premise is the other thing that gets you. So basically the premise is it's a small town. You know, he's like a teacher or something like that. You know, happy with his life. And in like, I think it's in a store, like a photo booth just appears one day. And you go in mm-hmm. there, it doesn't take your picture. It gives you a card and it tells you what your life's purpose was supposed to be. Whoa.
0: Okay. That's some bullshit. What it was supposed to be? Fuck you. Or, or, photo or, or maybe, maybe
1: what it is. Maybe I got the terms wrong there, but it tells you what your <laughs> life's purpose. <laughs> I'm about to get mad at this photo booth. I'm not going in there. So people are going in there. They don't know where it came from. No one knows what happened. Like, it just appears. Hmm. People go in there and get the cards, and just the whole town just goes crazy because, you know, Mm -hmm. something says, like, you know, rock guitarist. And this guy's never played guitar in his life, and he's in his 50s, (laughs) and now he's starting to, like, learn to play the guitar, you know? (laughs) And Chris O'Dowd's character is a guy who – I guess he's basically happy with his life. Okay. But now – these cards are like messing up everything. That's why I said, fuck that
0: photo booth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't go in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't go in there. But it's it just sounds super interesting. I think Chris O'Dowd. I mean, I, his, the way he did Get Shorty, and I love him, IT crowd. I think he could totally hit out of the park. And plus, you know, Schitt's Creek Riders. I think it's going to be a great show. I have a lot of hopes for it. So that's what I'm looking for the most. Nice.
2: Okay. Uh, well, I have a couple things that I'm looking forward to as well. The first is it has been too long since I've seen Kiefer Sutherland in a dramatic role. There's a new series coming to Paramount Plus, March 26 called Rabbit Hole. Okay. I heard of that. So I hadn't either, and I looked it up. So he plays John Weir, a master of deception in the world of espionage. He is framed for murder by powerful forces with the ability to influence and control populations. So this is like a straight up 24 style espionage. I was going to say- jack bauer thing i know you want to see him in a drama role but couldn't he do something else jesus christ <laughs> yeah. it's the same goddamn Listen, role i want to see more of that i like that key for okay. so this is something i'll <laughs> check out so it's called rabbit hole uh the next thing is uh something you looked at uh, george on youtube is that tetris movie is coming oh, our yeah, way
0: right yeah yeah
2: that's going to be march 31st on apple tv plus uh, plus. Unless you worry that it's a, a dramatic retelling of the plot of Tetris it's not it's <laughs> no it, it's it's about all of the kind of backstabbing and getting after alpha behind the iron curtain for the creators of a Tetris game and how tough it was for them to get oh, that game okay. exported imported anyway it's an interesting story and it looks like a well made film so and most of all I'm looking forward to in the theaters same day March 31st is the D&D Honor Among Thieves film is coming out and mm, I, right. I, I want to I look at it and I think, I'm not sure it's going to be good. But the thing that I'm really like bolstered by is the fact that they did preview showings. They did early viewings. Okay. And they typically don't do that for films that review badly. Yeah. They'll wait and just try to surprise you and try to get your money at the box office (laughs) sight unseen. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's 65 again. Sorry. Right. It's not going to be that. So I think the fact that I didn't get a pretty advanced viewing, but people did. And so I'm hopeful it's going to be, it looks fun. It's funny. If if it's not, if it's not cheesy, then it might be good. So I'm looking forward to cheesy. Yeah, I can be okay with, though. A little. <laughs> that's fine. What about yeah. you, George? What do you got coming?
0: Yeah, well, first, I'm looking forward to almost everything you guys mentioned, except for the John Bowers hole, whatever. <laughs> that thing was. <laughs> the, uh, the, the D&D <laughs> honor thing, I think, John, the thing that's going to be the most interesting about that is that they are doing it tongue-in-cheek, not the super powerful hero yeah. that you might right. expect D&D to do. Yeah. They're doing it like the other guys, like yeah. the that kind the of a story. Decks, I think that's the lower decks. Was old, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but for me personally, the first thing I'm looking forward to is my youngest son is actually moving back into the house. He's made uh, what I consider to be a very mature decision. He wants to go back to school full Time and okay. he said, you know, I could keep living with my brothers, but if I move back in full time, you guys can help to keep me on the right track, and I can go to no. school, and grandma lives across the street, can make me food, and I can save <laughs> do money for books and stuff. And yeah, yeah that's very so self-aware. I, I'm happy to have him back because John, you know, you have this relationship. Mo, you do as well with your children sometimes your kids enjoy the things you enjoy a little bit more than your partner, maybe. (laughs) And so (laughs) you get to like, you know, like my wife loves me, but she's not into, you know, like Star Trek. My kid will Mm -hmm. sit and watch Star Trek with me. So that kind of thing will be fun. I totally get it. Uh, Second, Mm -hmm. Mo, I'm also looking forward to John Wick 4. As a matter of fact, I was very upset that you had it in the list ahead of me, but (laughs) you had it there first. So I'm like, okay, I'll just mention it. Uh, and then the last thing is, John, God damn it, we didn't learn from your example last year. Uh, mm-hmm. We're taking a family trip to Megacon.
1: <laughs> oh, good luck. Well, you, you yeah. for how long are you going to go for?
0: We're just going for one day, which Ooh. is the same mistake that John made. <laughs> he went for the Saturday.
2: <laughs> Some people never learn.
0: <laughs> we're doing the same thing. Uh, they're doing a few things different. And uh, one thing, so you can see here if you're watching the video, I got our tickets already mm-hmm. in the mail. Yep. So that's nice. Just have to activate them but they are pre-selling parking spots.
1: Oh, that's smarter.
0: Yeah. So now, Where was that last time? Damn well, it. Well, but here's learn? the thing.
1: Just because
0: they're pre-selling the parking spots doesn't mean you can necessarily get to the parking lot, as you found out last year. <laughs> oh, good that's point. That's the part that I'm worried about. sucker. Oh,
1: leave early. So
0: the parking lot opens <laughs> uh, at 7 a.m., I believe, ahead of a 10 a.m. door open. <laughs> We're going to get there at like 7.
1: Yeah. And just good sit luck.
0: in the van. So... We're going to try it. We'll see what happens. If not... That's $300, and I don't care what the rules say. I'm getting my goddamn money back. Yeah. I tried.
2: It was just 50 bucks, and they wouldn't give mine back after I sat in traffic for, what, two hours from last time? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. I wish you
2: luck. I, I honestly yeah, – <laughs> I'm braced for – if it's a bad story, it's going to be a wonderful
1: bad story to hear, I'm sure. But I yeah. hope yeah. You, you have a good story. You know story. I
0: won't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yes, right.
1: Exactly. You charge – come on. See, this is the first year I'm not going to Megacon. Uh, oh, you're not
0: going? Wow.
1: They changed the date, one – they moved it to April instead of when it's usually later in the year. And mm-hmm. it's just too much going on right now. I just can't get the time. Can't get, yeah. out, can't get away. Uh, the date
0: is actually why we're going, because it corresponds with our wedding anniversary, which I swear to God, I've told this before. It's April 1st. Yes, we were married on <laughs> April Fool's Day in Las Vegas. Perfect. Was Elvis there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, he was asleep at that time of the morning. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Well, I wish you luck. I really do. I hope you have. A, I hope you come up with a good story to tell for MegaCon, not the one that I had last time. So. <laughs> All right, before we get out of the show, I really quickly want to thank another new patron, a new supporter oh, that headed over to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up. <laughs> I forgot what it <laughs> was. Think about that Is it Discord? I forgot what it is. <laughs> <laughs> headed over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and threw his hat in the ring, Joe G. Awesome. Just liked what we do, decided he wanted to be part of making it happen. Hit that button. We're so grateful for you, Joe, and everyone else who uh, who financially supports what we do it means the world to us if you would like to join Joe all you have to do again is head over to genxgrownup.com slash patreon for as little as a dollar a month you can become part of how we do what we do and we would love to have you do that that's awesome that is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show then but don't worry we'll be back in two weeks with another one and next week is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in <laughs> oh, deep <I'm> <laughs> yeah well last time it was George that was quivering this time it is Mo that's quivering <laughs> oh. for the backtrack
1: you want to do the honors tell them what's coming next week? Oh, I actually feel bad for you, John, for having to edit down like six hours into one. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> the next backtrack, we're going to be talking about Dungeons and Dragons. That is so mm-hmm. Gen X. Oh, yeah. Key to... Oh, I just can't wait to talk about the history and where it's come from. Oh, it's, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, I mean, we all have played and we know Dungeons and Dragons, but Mo knows Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I, I can't wait as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fourth Lister, I hope you will join us for that one until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you man always fun man fourth listener it's you we all appreciate most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody no life
1: no fun don't you know that you're a grown-up
2: Jidex grown-up is a member of the evergreen podcast family learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com no
1: more shows sunrise. Sunrise. unacceptable
0: i don't understand how i'm the youngest and i'm the one who needs glasses
1: when we record these <laughs> well the thing is my vision only works like that far if it's anything i'm reading here i can't do it <laughs> and i have like, a control plus on my keyboard that makes
2: the letters <laughs> this big <laughs> science,
1: science, science. science 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 hello podcast fans want to get weird with us